Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Dr. Ron from Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored, here on Blog Talk Radio. We are here each and every Tuesday at 4 p.m., bringing you the latest medical commentary. We will bring you very interesting guests. We can be reached at 347-989-8899 or, of course, on the Internet at blogtalkradio.com. I thank you for making this the number one listen to medical program here in South Florida. And we will get on with the show very shortly. Thank you. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is Dr. Ron, unfiltered, uncensored. And I want to thank you all for tuning in and making us a a very, very popular show here on the Internet on blogtalkradio.com. This is Dr. Ron. Uh, I have been in practice over 50 years. I have specialties in family practice, emergency medicine, and I am a licensed acupuncturist. And our weekly program tells it like it is. We are not influenced by the drug companies. And as I like to say, we are like Paul Harvey. We give you the rest of the story. Today, ladies and gentlemen, we have Phil Safer, uh, the president of Elixir, back again to discuss colloidal silver, how to make it, uh, its uses, and any uh, questions you may have about colloidal silver. Uh, We'll have some commentary before... uh, Phil joins us at about quarter after the hour. We will have Dr. Dan and Dr. Jerry join us to uh, comment and give us their perspective on what's going on in the world today. And to keep everybody happy, I have to read this at the beginning of the show, and that is as follows. This program contains general medical information. The medical information heard on this program is not advice and should not be treated as such. The information is not implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. You should never delay seeking medical advice, disregard medical advice, or continue medical treatment because of information heard on this program. You are encouraged to confirm any information obtained from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. Okay, so we keep the lawyers happy, ladies and gentlemen. I want to thank Dr. Sergio last week for his uh, discussion on prolotherapy. He had a lot of good uh, feedback from that program. And uh, before I introduce our permanent guest here, I want to just uh, read a little ditty here. A man from Hoboken said, When can't I sit on my lap if I can try? Why can't I sit on my lap if I try? He turned round and round till he fell to the ground and finally gave up with a sigh. Like that man from Hoboken, ladies and gentlemen, a great amount of medical research is devoted to finding solutions to problems that are confused in a maze of erroneous ideological hypotheses. To understand a problem is to first ascertain the underlying cause of that problem and establishing a sound foundation. And that is what we talk about here on Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored. 
And with that, and before I uh, talk about chicken and and uh, low D, we all know what low T is. Let's, we're going to talk today about low T. I want to say first uh, hello to Dr. Dan. Are you there, sir? I am. Good afternoon, Dr. Ron. How you doing Good today? Afternoon. We're doing just fine like wine. And Dr. Jerry, is that you there, sir? Yeah, it's me. I'm uh, levitating and all excited about your program tonight. Oh, I, you know what? I wish I could tell you how I felt about that. <laughs> but we're going to talk about later on about colloidal silver, and uh, you're going to hear about uses of colloidal silver that you, I'm sure no one has ever talked to you about before. And Frank, if you talk to your physician, he probably don't even know what it's about, except he knows about silver dollars. And we'll talk about that later. But uh, you know why this is, this is a good topic today? Because, uh, oh, my gosh, I lost my place, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I, let me just talk to you about vitamin D. I was going to talk to you about low D first. So this low D is something that uh, you don't hear a lot about because you hear about low T. Uh, a pill to cheat death. That's how we're titling this. If the big pharmaceutical companies cook this puppy up, you can be uh, bet they would there would be com- commercials for it day and night, probably uh, starring some TV uh, uh, star, uh, and would cost you a small fortune to get your hands on it. But this pill exists already, and it won't cost you but a few pennies a day. And as you guess from my stumbling, it's vitamin D, and you don't need a study to know you need the stuff. Of course you do, but the latest research. Uh, that's just amazing. It just goes a step further. Uh, the one that I'm going to talk about shows a direct link between low levels of vitamin D and a high risk of the big D. And I think that the Dr. Jerry and Dr. Dan know that big D stands for death. Right. If you don't boost your intake as soon as possible, you can find yourself RIP because the study I'm talking about finds the lower your levels, the higher your risk. And guys, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you're facing the biggest risk of, of all, especially if you're white. White men with vitamin D levels below 12 nanograms face more than a quadruple risk of kicking the bucket. But it's not just guys, and it's not just 12 nanograms per milliliter. Men and women alike face a higher risk of death when their levels fall below 20. And if you want the highest odds of singing Staying Alive, remember that song a lot, guys, make sure your levels stay above 50, according to this study. That's about what you need, ladies and gentlemen, for good health. But most folks, especially seniors, fall well short of that. That, in turn, will boost your risk of just about every killer disease including heart disease, cancer, diabetes, and more. Low D, now I'm not talking about low T, low D like David, can even increase your risk of dangerous infections, including flu, pneumonia, bronchitis, and more. And we talked about the uh, uh, bronch- uh, pneumonia uh, having a side uh, component of low vitamin D. We talked about that last year. The single best and cheapest way to get your D, of course, is to get out in the sun every day. But those of you that live up north, uh, where uh, uh, where a lot of people do, I'm sorry to say, uh, you won't get enough of it, okay, to make the vitamin D you need. So even if you do get 
out everything from the winter cloud cover to uh, that extra layer of clothes to, the, the, you know, but the angle of the earth and all that stuff that I have written here. Let's face it, even in the prime of summer, not a lot of people get as much as they need. So take a vitamin D3 supplement daily. Now, there's there's some discussion about which 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 vitamin, but most of the research is coming down that you should be taking vitamin D3. Most folks need between two and 5,000 units per day. Uh, but you know what? That's what's so beautiful about this test. Your doctor can run a quick test, and he'll tell you exactly where you stand and how much you need. So, ladies and gentlemen, low D uh, for the winter time for you guys up north. Uh, for dark-skinned individuals, believe it or not, they need to supplement because their their body will not convert that vitamin D like uh, a lighter person's skin will. So, I'm going to open that up for a little discussion. Then I'm going to talk a little bit about. Some new uh, dangerous superbugs, especially affecting your chicken, and I think that'll be a good segue uh, for our guest today, Dr. Dan. Any uh, any comments on that? On the uh, vitamin D, uh, yes. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned this personally, but um, when I when I went to the doctor, you know, uh, if it was 25 or 30, they say it was wonderful, and then uh, I got on the show with you and found out that's not true. So I supplemented no. the 1,000 uh, nanograms, uh, no, 1,000 excuse me, units that I took in my vitamin with 5,000 extra, and now my vitamin D is 54. That's that's a good level. I think around 50 is really good. And How about and you, I, Dr. Jerry? Different. Uh, well, yeah, I, you know, I was reading uh, Royal Lee's notes last night. Uh, he was a dentist who started standard process way back in the 30s, and one of the comments that he made is about irradiating uh, lanolin, you know, the vitamin D that most products like in milk and so forth, you got to be careful. When you irradiate the lanolin to produce D3, it's a toxic poison. And, you know, most doctors don't understand this concept. Uh, I know of one company that has a vitamin D2 from a mushroom source, and when you uh, ingest it, the kidney then converts it to D3 which is a whole lot healthier. So um, when they say taking irradiated D3, it's actually a poison. So you've really got to be careful. Okay, so we, you know, this will be a good topic. We'll ask Dr. Talmor next week. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll have a Dr. Hanuk Talmor, Talmor on next week, a, a holistic physician down here who, to whom I was introduced by Dr. Jerry. And uh, this will be a good topic for us to discuss then because uh, what Dr. Jerry is, says is true, but the research done, uh, peer-reviewed research, is all done with D3. So this would be a good topic to discuss. I have all a, right, a, ladies. a Dr. Ron, if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you, Dr. Jerry, can comment on this. A friend of ours has a non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, and she's on chemotherapy, and she's told that uh, vitamin D is no good for her. And I didn't believe it myself, but do you have any knowledge of uh, the interaction between chemotherapy and D3? Well, I think I don't per- what they're afraid of, uh, Dr. Ron, because uh, I know my wife, when she went through chemotherapy back in 202, uh, mm-hmm. they don't like you taking antioxidants. And vitamin D is very powerful. Uh, That's it. Function right. as an antioxidant. And, and their claim is it's going to diminish the effect of the chemo. That's what they say. Right. right. I exactly. know. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly what they say. Instead of... Uh, 
because the the, the the medicines they use are so toxic to everything. But uh, that that's the argument they give you about any uh, most supplements that they'll interfere with the chemo because they're antioxidants. Okay, thank you. But you know, here's the joke, Doctor Ron: glutathione is a powerful antioxidant that the liver needs. And there was a study done in a peer-reviewed um, onco- oncology journal, which showed that the glutathione enhanced the cisplatinum drug effect and reduced the peripheral neuropathy problems by as much as 80%. So, you know, they're disproven scientifically, but they still don't want to believe their own literature. Mm. Inverted pyramidal proliferation of theoretical assumptions. Dr. Murray, I pot him. I mean, there it is. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, let me, before we uh, get on here uh, and have our guest host, our guest uh, today, Dr. Phil, uh, Mr. Phil Safer, let me just tell you about poultry because uh, there's something that there, there might be a use for colloidal silver, and I want to ask our guest about this. Uh, because here's what I just read. Uh, if you're in the poultry aisle of your supermarket, uh, you're like in a government lab, and you would need a moon suit to walk through it. And I'm not kidding, ladies and gentlemen. Turkey and chicken are literally crawling with sickening superbug germs. And you know what? A terrifying new warning finds they're rapidly evolving to become untreatable. So one day you're preparing a family feast because uh, you found chicken thighs on sale for a buck forty-nine a pound. The next, your dining room looks like a scene out of the Jonestown Massacre because that chicken is hiding a dark secret as a new report finds a deadly strain of MRSA turning up in European poultry. Does everybody know what MRSA is? That means methicillin-resistant staph aureus. It's a horrible bug that is that is becoming resistant to all forms of treatment. At least 10 people in Denmark have been sickened by this powerful new form of the disease, and the infections were traced to chicken from France, Germany, Italy, and the Netherlands. And I'm telling you, they say, well, why are you bringing that up? That was in Europe. Uh, Denmark ain't Vegas. Uh, and what happens there isn't going to stay there, ladies and gentlemen. Bacteria are first-class world travelers. As the fact that they're showing up everywhere from the Netherlands to Italy shows you all that too well, and that means they've already traveled a 1,000 miles, and I haven't even gotten to the truly frightening part, ladies and gentlemen. The USA, guess what, doesn't even test poultry for MRSA, methicillin-resistant staph aureus. It could be in the chicken right now, and we wouldn't know it until people start getting sick from it, right? And even in that form, MRSA hasn't arrived in our chicken just yet, but there's still plenty of other nasty bugs hiding in that poultry. One survey that I looked at found 97% of supermarket chickens contaminated with sickening germs. It's so bad the U.S. chicken is routinely, guess this, and I didn't realize, so I started researching this. The U.S. chicken is routinely washed in chlorine in an attempt to kill off at least some. 
So my two tips for today plus the third one will be this. First, I don't care how uh, good the sale is. Factory farm chicken thighs at a buck forty-nine a pound won't be a bargain if you end up sick or in the, in the emergency room. And I guess I, I want, what I want to say is pay up because pay for a pricier organic chicken from smaller operations. While that won't bring your risk down to zero, it will help, help cut back on the odds of superbugs being in your food. So just take that and be a little paranoid in the kitchen and the grill. Clean those countertops and other surfaces after preparing raw chicken, and don't use the same utensils that handle it to touch the cooked food. Be sure to cook it well to kill off any of those bugs. You don't have to turn it into a chicken jerky, ladies and gentlemen. don't have to be really, really burnt up. But buy a thermometer, make sure all your poultry is at the right temperature, and I'm going to ask our, our guest when he comes on about using colloidal silver to, to spray on the turkey and uh, you know, clean up your cutting board and so forth with colloidal silver. With that being said, let's take a quick pause for the cause for Dr. Ron, and we'll come back with our guest, Phil Safer from Alexa.com. And uh, he has been on the show last, back last February and was really well received. We'll be back in one minute. This is Dr. Ron Repesey of Rejuvenation's Cool Cryo Spa, your place to chill at 239-658-COOL. If you've not heard of whole body cryotherapy and suffer with back pain, joint pain, arthritis, fibromyalgia, or you're an athlete that wants quick recovery from sports injuries, then come chill with us at Rejuvenation's Cool Cryo Sauna. Cryospa treatments take only three minutes and are supervised by physicians. Sessions are one-on-one in a private environment. Each treatment can also burn five to 800 calories. As seen on Dr. Oz, Cool Cryospa is truly amazing technology. Let's hear what Dr. Kurt Biggs, a well-respected orthopedic surgeon in Naples, has to say about Cool Cryotherapy. Hi, I'm Dr. Biggs of the Joint Replacement Institute. Since I started applying the Cool Cryosauna, my patients are healing much quicker and athletes are seeing quick recovery. I recommend this procedure for my surgical patients and athletes. Mm-hmm. Call Dr. Repesey now to schedule your Cool Cryo trial session, 239-658-COOL, 239-658-2665, located at 1575 Pine Ridge Road in in the Noodles Italian Bistro Plaza. Rejuvenations, cool cryo spa. Come chill with us. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's Dr. Ron down in Naples. Uh, if you want to get uh, back into those skinny jeans and get into those bathing suits, if you're coming down to Florida to enjoy our nice uh, beaches after Matthew passes by on the East Coast, so come on down and see Dr. Ron. As promised, ladies and gentlemen, we have a guest today, uh, Mr. Phil Safer. Uh, he has previously been on the program, and uh, as you know, we we just had a little thing about chicken. Uh, you'll love his website. I love how he has on his website, quote, I personally guarantee your satisfaction with our products. If you try them and do not feel that they meet your expectation, please return them in 30 days for a refund. You don't see that too often, ladies and gentlemen. With that, I'm going to introduce uh, Mr. Safer, have him tell you about himself, and uh, we'll talk about colloidal silver. Good afternoon, uh, Phil. Hi there. Well, why don't you tell us a little bit, I know you've been in this business uh, over 30 years, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and a little bit about uh, colloidal silver? Sure. Um, I got into uh Colloidal silver is part of an overall search uh, for, you know, optimal health. Uh, I'm, at the present moment, I'm 71. I'm 
totally uh, fit and healthy. I take no pharmaceutical medications of any kind. Um, been married for 51 years, have three great kids, and have a, a viable business uh, that I created back in the 90s. Um, and uh, I got into colloidal silver back in the 90s uh, uh, by virtue of uh, my friend uh, uh, Peter Lindemann, and he created one of the first colloidal silver generators designed for the home user. And Peter uh, educated me in uh, how to use colloidal silver and how to make it. And I uh, started uh, selling his product. He wasn't uh, doing much marketing, so he uh, sold them to me. And uh, we started selling them, sold a lot of them. Uh, and then through the years, uh, we've improved the technology. And we have our own device now called the Sylvonic Pro that's totally automatic, completely idiot-proof and makes incredibly fine colloidal silver solutions um, that people uh, drink. I drink colloidal silver every day, usually use about an ounce or so, a mouthful in the evening after I floss and brush my teeth. And that's kind of my maintenance dose. I uh, consume that. And then if I feel like anything is going on that I need to be concerned about. If I feel like I'm getting something going on in my sinuses or my lungs, um, I'll start uh, irrigating with it. And then I, I'm a big fan of nebulizing colloidal silver. And that's where you actually uh, have a device, a nebulizer that creates a mist that you can inhale, uh, which is a terrific way to, to help your lungs. It's very good uh, uh, for allergies, actually, at the first sign of allergic symptoms, uh, just breathing in colloidal silver will nail them and stop them uh, for some time, maybe hours or days, but it's very simple to use, and it also gets colloidal silver into the bloodstream uh, very quickly through the lungs. So um, that's it. Uh, my site actually has a lot of other products that are related to colloidal silver and to the uh, Bob Beck protocols, which involve electrical stimulation for blood cleansing and parasite zapping. We have uh, water ozonators. We have magnetic uh, pulsers that also can reach deep in the body to deal with infection and inflammation and pain. So I really encourage people to go to our website, elixa.com, and we've tried to make it very user-friendly and extremely informative so that you can make an informed decision about your products. And like you say, we do offer a no-questions-asked um, guarantee. We uh, have a 15% restock fee, but we feel it's a very fair way to try out our products, and we don't get very much back. Oh, that's really great. And uh, as you know, I use the product, and so does Dr. Dan. But, uh, Phil, let's, let's just talk about, you know, I mean, the silver has been around for a long time, and uh, Robert, uh, Dr. Becker, he talked about it in Body Electric. Jonathan Wright has talked about it in, in articles, and it's been in the Journal of American Medical Association uh, and so forth. And I guess it's been around for thousands of years. Could you... Uh, tell us a little bit about the antimicrobial uh, work of sure. silver, and and talk talk maybe a little bit about 
what you feel is important about the size of the particle. Sure, sure. Um, first of all, there's um, a lot of uh, research, good solid research, that shows how colloidal silver kills microbes, bacteria, viruses, fungi, um, but it's all basically uh, in vitro. So you have a Petri dish with some um, organism, and then you put the colloidal silver, and when it comes into contact, um, it does kill it. Um, what happens inside the body is still a mystery. There's really not enough research to really know exactly how it, it happens, how it works, where it goes, all these things. But we know from experience, first of all, that it does work, that it's non-toxic, that it does not cause you to turn blue or anything like that. So at any rate, to understand actually how it works, uh, you, we cite the research, of pretty recent research done at Rice University that shows that uh, you have to have an ion, a positively charged uh, particle, it's actually atomic size, of silver. So when it has this positive charge and it comes into contact with uh, a microbe, uh, there's an electrical effect that's kind of a zapping effect. Uh, it's it's uh, theorized that it affects an enzyme uh, on these critters, and they basically suffocate because it interferes with their ability to uh, to breathe, if you like. So that's how it works. Um, when you make colloidal silver with uh, a home generator, you're making a mixture that's predominantly ionic. So again, these are positively charged particles of silver, and they're nano-sized, meaning that they're way, way, way down there, close to the size of, of atoms. And the the smaller the the particle size, the better, because that way the first of all the uh, the particles can travel uh, throughout the body and get to where they need to go. And they're also small enough to actually enter the cells and have this effect on these microbes. Uh, also, they, uh, they're small enough, they will actually leave the body. The body gets rid of them. And there was a study done on this uh, that we also cite, have at our website, about uh, how it actually uh, is excreted. And, and the studies were done. Uh, uh, at any rate, I won't go into all of that. But... Um, that's the story on particle size. Now, uh, you can check particle size if you have a scanning electron microscope or, you know, extremely expensive laboratory equipment, but it's actually not necessary. It's a very simple test, and that is to take the colloidal silver uh, uh, that's around, say, 10 parts per million and leave it in a clear glass container in the light. If it stays clear and it doesn't turn gray, you know that the particles are nano-sized. If it turns gray, if it shows you know, much color, that means that it has large particles in it. Now, there's nothing terribly wrong about larger particles. There's nothing dangerous, but it's just not as effective. So that's why we stress the uh, nano, uh, nanoparticle size. And, um, uh, again, we believe that uh, you need the ions. The research says that you need ions. 
But you're also getting uncharged particles, too. Say 15, 20% of what you make is actually particulate silver. Some people claim that only particulate silver is actually colloidal, but it's actually not not worth, uh, you know, debating that. It's because we know that this stuff works. Uh, you have to use enough of it, uh, and um, if you do, it works. Excellent. Okay, because, you know, I, I mentioned about one physician who's, who is <clears throat> just bent on selling a very expensive version of colloidal silver, uh, because he said they had electron microscopic evidence of what it was, yeah. but uh, you yeah. know your your, your explanation uh, satisfies me. Let let let's just hold it there. Let's see if Dr. Jerry has a, any questions for you, uh, Phil. Sure. Yeah, uh, basically uh, in the literature, um, I've come across information saying that um, the colloidal silver can diminish the effect of certain antibiotics and also uh, levothyroxin. Do you have any comment about that? Um, yeah, well, the, the second one, I, I don't know, but as to the first part of it, it I've seen uh, research that indicates the exact opposite, that taking colloidal silver actually increases the effectiveness of antibiotics. So uh, I would I would have to see you know your citations to actually discuss that, but that's not my understanding. So if if God forbid a person has to take antibiotics, they're actually well advised to also do colloidal silver because it it does help. It actually makes the antibiotics work better. You know the the, the question is really uh, also about where does colloidal silver go? You know, there's a lot of argument about uh, when you drink it, it just goes in the stomach, and the stomach acid changes it into salt and this and that, and, you know, it loses its effectiveness. So, but again, we don't have sufficient research to actually answer these questions. So at this point, it's all pretty moot, and again, we just have to go by the results. And people who take colloidal silver know what it does. I mean, I'm constantly getting feedback from people of the miracles that have happened with them and their pets and their livestock and on and on. And you know that the the pets don't don't uh, respond to placebo, <laughs> you know. Well, you know, yeah, it's probably some disinformation because I read that on the WebMD, and uh, they were always trying to yeah. debunk, you yeah. know, natural exactly. remedies to um, yeah. that are beneficial. Yeah. But as my you know own what, clinical... Dr. Jerry, let, let, let me just, just hop in for a second. Uh, sure. There are 28 drugs, that antibiotics that are tied to silver ions that are up for patent right now. Yeah, there okay. you go. Uh, that, that's a fact. I could get the citation, but there's 28 right now, uh, antibiotics that are waiting for patent approval uh, that are tied to uh, silver. Yep. Yeah, well, I know my own clinical experience in post-surgical sites. Uh, I've irrigated <clears throat> with uh, ionic silver uh, as one of the uh, concoctions that I use, and the post-operative sequelae is like 99.9% no pain, no swelling, no infections. Uh, and I'll, if, if I could add something to this, um, I'm obviously a strong advocate of using colloidal silver liberally, uh, but I would also want to uh, alert people to the idea of using light. 
And um, we we actually sell LED arrays, but I'm actually going to do something that uh, a marketer shouldn't do, and that's to tell you of a very inexpensive way that you can do this simply by buying a red laser pointer. And, uh, you know, the kind of thing that you use to tease your, your pets, your cat. Um, you know, you buy them for a couple bucks, and they're not very much, but a red laser pointer will also kill infection. And you just shine it on wherever you want to treat, and if you like, you can kind of move it around and paint the area. But it's remarkable what it does for not only infections, but burns and, and bites and, and stings and all these things. Uh, and if you ha- if you suspect you have a problem with MRSA, then you want to use blue light first. You want to kill the MRSA with blue light and then follow it up with the red light to uh, accelerate the healing. And uh, another trick that's really amazing is anytime you have a sore tooth, an infected nerve, just take that red uh, laser pointer and stick it right on the, the tooth and irradiate it for, you know, say a minute, 30 seconds a minute, and back off, and you'll notice that the pain starts to go away. And you can repeat this, you know, every five minutes or so, whatever, and you'll find that you can actually calm a, a nerve down and actually kill the bacteria at the same time and save a tooth. Wow. Well, another little tidbit, Dr. Ron. Um, when I studied with Dr. Yoshiaki Amura up in Manhattan, he's probably about 90 years old now, but the guy was brilliant. Um, if you stimulate a reflex point on your hand corresponding to the organ that you want the colloidal silver to go to or any other medicament, it'll actually guide the material to that that spot. Very interesting. You mean after you ingest it? No, you do it before you ingest it. You're kind of waking up the receptor sites of that organ so that when you do take the colloidal silver or vitamin or what have you, It'll actually migrate to that area. Yeah, another, another trick is is actually to mix it with DMSO, and uh, if you if you make a mixture with DMSO and colloidal silver, you can even add in things like uh, some of the oils like oregano and things. Uh, you can you can get colloidal silver. You can drive it into the area under question. And for instance, if you had um, um, an outbreak. Um, uh, you can actually rub this on your uh, spine for herpes and shingles and things like this. Uh, you can actually use it at the site where you have a flare-up. You know, if you have uh, uh, the shingles, you can actually rub it on topically. But if you can figure out where on the spine it's coming from, if you get the uh, the DMSO colloidal silver mix on the spine, it'll actually kill the virus there. Okay, that's they're good points. But, but Phil, let's talk about the practical uses of colloidal silver. You know, we can. Mm-hmm. It's really with using the sylvanic generator. It's very inexpensive to make. And yep. could you talk to some of the daily uses for, for that our our listeners could use uh, the colloidal? I've heard that you can spray it on the eggs to keep them fresher, put mm-hmm. it in milk yeah. to keep it uh, to increase the shelf life. Put yeah. in your spa, or all these things that you, yeah. can you speak to any yeah. of that? Sure, all, all the above. Anytime you, you wanted to disinfect something, whether it's your on your skin or 
uh, your food or your countertops, just spray it with colloidal silver. Uh, you can make it stronger if you like, and our generator, you know, if you don't do anything, our generator will stop off automatically at ten, around 10 parts per million, but you can make it 20 or 30 parts per million. Uh, we have a, an override programming button that you just press for as, as many times as you want to make it stronger, and you make a spray. So, yeah, it has all kinds of external uses, as you mentioned, uh, but then uh, internally, again, it's a terrific mouthwash. It can be used for your eyes. It's excellent for eyes anytime your eyes are irritated. Um, it's fantastic to spray colloidal silver. And I'm talking about straight, not diluted. You know, just uh, straight colloidal silver sprayed uh, anywhere. Again, snorted. Uh, get it up in your sinuses um, uh, after, after you brush your teeth at night. Take a mouthful and hold it in your mouth and swish it around, and uh, this gets into your gums, so it's very good for gum disease. And then also by holding it in your mouth, you're actually uh, absorbing it directly into your system and bypassing the stomach acids. So uh, I could go on and on with all the uses. Food poisoning, anytime you get food poisoning and you start to feel sick, Grab a, a pint of colloidal silver and start sipping on it, and, and, and you'll find out that in you know, ten, fifteen, twenty minutes, you're fine. So, have so you some had of our listeners have always worried about uh, whether they're going to get blue or not. Can you speak to that yeah, for a second? Yeah, yeah. It, it, first of all, the number of people who've ever gotten argyria, which is the technical term for blue skin, you could count on the fingers of one hand. Number one. Second of all, they were not using properly made colloidal silver. It was some kind of extremely strong, improperly made. They used tons of it, or they were using silver nitrate or something like this. But it actually wasn't properly made. Again, 10 parts per million, somewhere around there. If, the part, if it's clear and around 10 parts per million, you could drink gallons of it, and you, you'd drown before you turn blue. So it's, it, just, it just doesn't happen. It's another old wives' tale that the, the big pharma likes to put out there. And it's, it's just, I mean, it's kind of sad that people fall for this stuff, you know, and they don't, they, they just accept whatever these, uh, these doctors, you know, no offense, present company excluded, of course. But, you know, the, the, the medical industry has is, is got a racket going, and if I can get on a soapbox for a second, I got news for doctors. You guys are obsolete. In a, in a few years, our smartphones are going to be able to do a much better job of diagnosing and even treating than you guys can do. You know, when we break a leg, we're going to need you to patch us up. But that's about it. And in fact, there'll be robots that do that better than you guys can now. If you if you needed prostate surgery, you're going to have better results with a robot surgeon than you are with a a real live human. Anyway, I'm off my side. Well, we're going to talk more about that next week, too, because the medicine needs a new paradigm, and we have to do yeah. better at prevention, and we have to do yeah. better at getting to the root of all problems. Yeah. And speaking about yeah. the root of all problems, inflammation is chronic inflammation causes a lot of chronic disease. So is colloidal silver anti-inflammatory? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it should be part of any anti-inflammatory regimen. And again, uh, you know, going back to your question about turning blue, uh, you can, when you make colloidal silver properly, 
which you can do automatically, because it's a no-brainer with our Sylvanic Pro, you can take as much as you like. I'm not, I'm not advocating that a person drink a quart a day for the rest of their life, although it wouldn't hurt you, but it's not necessary. But when you need it, you should not be afraid to take a lot of it. And, yes, it'll help with inflammation. We've also got some other products that are incredible at our site. We've got the EM Pulsar um, magnetic device that's really incredible for pain and, and a number of these things. Um, you know, you also you were asking about some of the uses of colloidal silver. It's excellent for dandruff and other skin conditions like that. It's great for athletes, good toenail fungus. And, um, and I also, while I'm talking about toenail fungus, you, you can soak your feet in colloidal silver. However, it's something you have to do every day for some time. And I've got an actually a better solution, which, again, is the red laser pointer. If you take the red laser pointer, and we're talking about, you know, something like a, a five, five uh, uh, laser, uh, if you take that and you shine it on your toes, on your toenail and the area around your toenails, that kills the fungus. Uh, you can also use blue light, but podiatrists are now offering this laser treatment and they're charging, you know, $500, $1,000 for, for one session. And they claim that that's all you need. But, again, get yourself a $5 laser pointer and while you're watching TV and you're not teasing the cat, Shine it on your toenails, and you'll be, you'll be amazed. It, as it starts to grow out, your toenails will grow out clear. Well, Phil, let me, let me ask my blue-toed friend, and I mean toe, with T-O-E, not toad like a frog. How's my blue-toed friend? How did that methylene blue work out for you, Dr. Jerry? Well, well actually, I solved the problem using the right frequencies for uh, candida and the yeast, and that, that cleared it up more effectively, to be honest with you. Okay, well, yeah, well, we want to be honest. Yeah, I'm sure that that works, too. But in the methylene blue, I'm glad you mentioned methylene blue because people should really, really look into methylene blue. And you should be, everybody should be taking methylene blue every day, a couple of drops of that to kill fungus. It not only prevents but reverses dementia. Uh, it's a, methylene blue is one of the most amazing substances out there. And, yeah, you can paint it on your, on your toenails, and then you can shine the red light on it. That does, you know, help. But, honestly, I found that you don't even really need to do that. Just the red light will actually do it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Phil Safer, the president of Elixa, E-L-I-X-A, and you can find him on Alexa.com. Uh, Phil, let, let's just talk about dementia and methylene blue because this is new to me. I have a relative with it. I have a dear friend whose sister has it uh, who's yep. really quite young. Uh, could you elaborate on that a little bit because this is the first time I'm yeah, hearing of this. Sure. Yeah, well, first of all, methylene blue goes back a long way. In the Second World War, it was used in the South Pacific uh, to treat malaria. So it has these uh, antifungal properties. It's, you can buy it at the pet store uh, where it's, it's used, and it's called methylene blue. You can buy a bottle of this for five bucks or something like that, and it's used to control fungus in fish tanks. 
But uh, research shows that it's effective against dementia, and in fact, there are actually prescription versions of methylene blue for treating dementia. Um, how it works is theorized that it has an effect on the tau proteins, the TAU proteins that cause these, you know, clogging up of the neural pathways, which they theorize um, is due to the fungal action on, on sugars. So first of all, you ought to, you know, cut way back on your sugar for one thing, but by taking methylene blue, you're actually killing these fungus. These, uh, so, so that's apparently the, the, the mechanism of action, as I understand it, has to do with the, the aggregate tau proteins or whatever that is. Well, I mean, this, it, this, this, is, this is one of those areas where the benefits outweigh any risk of trying it, so we have to, we have to get into this a little bit more. There seems to be no downside to it. As a matter of fact, methylene blue is actually an antidepressant. It's an MAO inhibitor. So, like, you know, there are many uh, antidepressants that work on uh, inhibiting monamine oxidase, and um, methylene blue does that. And methylene blue is now considered to be a smart drug. If you look up smart drugs, nootropics, and people who are biohackers are really into all these interesting uh, compounds, uh, the racetams and things like that. But methylene blue is high on the list of things that a person should do if they want to keep their cognitive health. Excellent uh, information. This is new to me. Uh, and I'm sure, I don't know whether it's new to Dr. Jerry and Dr. Dan, but I have not heard this before, and this is really exciting. Uh, Phil, how about using colloidal silver for extending the shelf life of milk, canned foods, uh, vegetable wash, fruits and vegetables? Uh, is this something that, that, that you're getting feedback from your, your customers? Honestly, I don't, I don't get a lot of feedback that way. I think most, most everybody that um, I'm dealing with are using it for their own personal health uh, more I, the, the the idea of extending the shelf life with milk, I, I've heard that that's true, but I don't actually know. I've never I've never tried it myself, so I don't know. But but certainly spraying it on food it would be a good means of protection. Um, taking it before you get on a plane and and you know irrigating your sinuses before, during, and after a plane flight would sure be a great idea. Um, you know, on and on and on. I, I, there's so many different ways to use colloidal silver. It, it, it's just something that people should have uh, handy at all times. And, again, if you make your own, you, first of all, you're saving a lot of money in the long run. Um, our, our device, our whole system, everything you need is less than $200. Um, and it's fresh. You know exactly what you have. We actually give you a meter so you can check and see how strong it is, and if you put it up on the shelf for a year, it, it'll still stay good, and you can prove it by using the meter. Well, Phil, I I, I don't have anybody to screen my calls, but I see some people here that I that I know might have a question for you. Can you take a couple questions? Sure. All right, uh, Howard, is that you on the on the line? Yeah. yeah. Any questions for Phil Safer from Alexa? No, I, I agree with you that uh, in, in my case where my sister has uh, Alzheimer's, it, it may be worth, uh, if there's no risk, it may be worth a shot. 
Right, I agree. It's something we'll we'll, we'll talk about. Uh, is uh, I, I see here? Is that Carol on the line? Do you have any questions, Carol? Maybe I got the wrong number here. Dr. Dan, any questions for Phil? Um, you just about covered it. It's good for so much that we personally use it for. My my yeah. my wife suffers from uh, the uh, Sjogren syndrome, the dry mouth, and huh. uh, she tried so many things in the dry eyes and the dry nose and all that. Now she sprays colloidal silver in there. Yeah, and, no, it's and amazing. It absolutely works great, and we yeah, use it. For for, for everything you could think of uh, that you've uh, mentioned, uh, I'm trying to think, is there anything you can't use it for? It seems amazing. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, there's, there's some things that uh, it's, it's, for instance, if you had a bladder infection, let's say, colloidal silver will work, but the problem is getting it into the bladder. And unless you're willing to, you know, use a catheter and actually do mm. irrigation, which would work, uh, and it's not as bad as people think, actually, uh, the way to actually do that, the trick is to, before you take the colloidal silver, to uh, make a solution with some baking soda in it to neutralize the stomach acid. So, uh, you, you know, you use, a, I don't know, a tablespoon or two of, of baking soda, whatever you can tolerate, Mix it in some water and, and swallow that, drink that. And then, you know, in five minutes or so, then drink a bunch of colloidal silver, and it will pass through the stomach and then make its way down to the bladder intact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's, a, a that's a great idea. Yeah. Also, uh, uh, sometimes this dry mouth can cause a, a, a candida problem. Well, the colloidal silver took care of that, too. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's amazing. Yeah. So it's well, fantastic. Well, Dr. Jerry, uh, Phil, Dr. Jerry told me about throwing a silver dollar in a can of milk uh, from the yeah. past. Uh, uh, but there are articles out there that say if you add a, an ounce or two to a, a quart of milk, it'll prolong yeah. the shelf life. Uh, but I want to ask Dr. Jerry, any any questions for Yeah. I mean, I, the time is running by here. Okay, I had a couple of questions. On the dosage for the dementia with the... Um, Methylene blue. What, what? How many drops are you recommending, Phil? Um, I, I don't think that there's any real cap on it. Um, I think if you take enough, your your uh, pee will turn green. That's probably a good indicator that you've gotten enough. Um, but I, like honestly, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I I think preventatively, um, I, I use a drop or two, you know, several times a week, straight straight out of the. Uh, the bottle that you get from the pet store. And, okay. you know, people say, well, people wonder if that's pure enough, but in my opinion, if it doesn't kill the little goldfish, it's not going to hurt me. Right. The other question I had, uh, have you ever tried using the laser to pulse the methylene blue into the bladder just through the skin? Uh, that's an interesting idea. No, I haven't. Yeah, that's, it could be very effective, uh, non-invasive way of getting it directly into an organ. Yeah, that yeah, would be a way. And then using the bladder meridian along the back. Right. Uh, that and might be another way. And then or using one of the arrays, uh, yeah. you know, the 635 yeah. nanometer arrays of red light that, over the bladder. That might be another interesting way of getting it down there. Yeah, yeah we've got a, a, a 660 nanometer red array 
that's extremely high power, and it's it's really something. I mean, this thing is you don't want to look at this thing because it's so bright, but it it really does a job, and it's. 660, there's a lot, all these wavelengths of red work, but um, most people seem to think that, you know, somewhere around 660 is, is probably the best for most of this stuff. Yeah, when I was in practice, I used a 635 to open up the fat cell yeah. so that uh, you could get the, yeah. uh, it just opened That's up the right. pores of the adipose tissue. I, I don't, yeah. I didn't have a lot of experience with 660, but I should do the same thing. Yeah, yeah, it's it's red, red, pretty much red is red. You're right, the 635 seems to be especially good for uh, sound, yeah. All right, uh, Phil, I don't, boy, we, you, you really did to come through and cover colloidal silver. I mean, uh, you know, the, the comments I get on the program are, you know, people are afraid of it because it's, uh, you know, you're making it yourself, uh, but, uh, you know, and the, and uh, but yeah, you know, I, I try and assure them that uh, you know the Sylvanic uh, is just sort of uh, foolproof and does a great job. It really is. It really is. You can't miss. And, and uh, you know, and it's got a life has a has a lifetime warranty. Wow, didn't know that. I bought so. Phil, and it makes great silver. It makes great colloidal silver. Uh, we we test it all the time, and we take it every day. Yep. I can I can only say that I can only say positive things about it. it it's a great product. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Phil, uh, maybe uh, your name, your website, and uh, you know we we we'd like to have you back again. I want to do a little research on the methylene blue. I think that that is a gem uh, that we really have to uh, pounce on. Yeah, yeah. Look into it. It's amazing. So, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Phil Safer from Alexa, E-L-I-X-A, Alexa.com. He has an 800 number. If you need to contact him, it's 800-766-4544. That's 800-766-4544. And uh, maybe if you order some of his products, he'll come back on the program. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're trying. What the heck? I'll come back anyway for you. I love it. It's a good show. Now, this is great. I mean, uh, uh, we, we just like our, our our goal is to bring information to our listeners that they're not going to get on MSNBC, CNN, or any other place. And we don't know, you know, and we try and come from a basis of of science and from, from research and then, you know, let our listeners uh, go from there. Well, I'm well, this has been really interesting, in. gentlemen. Uh, yeah. Dr. Jerry, Dr. Dan, if you we and are you are you, are you okay with uh, colloidal silver for today? Absolutely. Oh yeah. Except uh, I I say when when I did call uh, Phil up, he was great to talk to. He stayed on the phone and we talked a good while, and he explained everything, and I really appreciated that. It was uh, it was like talking to a doctor who gave you time. You understand? <laughs> yes, I do. Like Dr. Jerry. Well, Phil, hey. thank you so much, and uh, we'll be in touch, okay. and we'll uh, like hey. to schedule you again for a repeat performance. Anytime. Thank you. thank you. Thank you. Okay. okay. All right. That was Phil Safer, ladies and gentlemen. That was really informative, and uh, I will do some research on methylene blue. I think it's something that we have to look into. Uh uh, for the future, 
it's really great. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored, uh, with Dr. Dan and Dr. Jerry. There are so many things coming down the road, uh, ladies and gentlemen, about prevention. And we have to, we have to talk a little bit next week about insulin resistance, uh, because insulin, ladies and gentlemen, is a powerful metabolic hormone, and it uh, has a role in dementia. And not a lot of people talk about it. Dr. Phil, Phil mentioned, you know, he, he intimated a little bit, you've got to control your carbohydrates. But insulin resistance in the brain is a big story, and nobody's talking about it. Uh, so if you have insulin resistance, uh, you're going to get dementia, uh, no doubt about it. And I think that's why we're seeing all these articles, how the Mediterranean diet is so good for dementia. In fact, today on Medscape.com, there's another article about the Mediterranean diet and dementia. Can a good diet prevent dementia? It's, we're seeing more and more of this. So between a good diet and we have to talk about water pollution. I mean, it's frightening uh, how much is in our waters. And if, it's almost a necessity. Like we need a car in America it's a necessity to have a car. It's going to be a necessity to filter your water. So these are topics for future programs. Uh, next week is Dr. Talmore on holistic medicine and uh, uh, some of the products that he uses and his philosophy uh, on treating patients, again, getting to the root cause, using some of the cash, K-E-S-C-H-E, uh, products. Uh, Dr. Jerry has more experience in, in this field than I do. And so that will be next week. The following week, uh, Dr. Jerry is going to have a patient fly in from Florida to meet him. And uh, we'll, maybe we'll do the show from his office. But, uh, uh, Dr. Dan, any parting words? Um, use colloidal silver. It, it, it's absolutely uh, a miracle. I don't want to call it a drug. I don't know what you would call it, but uh, it's a miracle product. And uh, yep. I, highly, I, I highly recommend the machine that uh, uh, Phil is uh, um, uh, selling. He's the president it's, of that company. It's well worth it. Well, well worth it. Well, there's, little, there's no downside uh, if you're not going to turn blue. Except for some blue bloods, uh, then, right? <laughs> you, I sort of tip my hand here, but I'm going to try and come up and see you in two weeks, and uh, hopefully that will work out. And. Uh, and share a a, a a a voltage with you, and see how that works out. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, you, you're the show philosopher, so what do you got? Well, I got a statistics are like a bikini. The things they reveal are interesting, but the things they hide are vital. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Jerry from Philadelphia. Uh, thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you you got some valuable information today. I surely did. Uh, Dr. Dan, Dr. Jerry, thank you for being there. Uh, next week, Dr. Talmore. Uh, and uh, hopefully, God willing, we'll see you then. And with an attitude of gratitude, I'll sign off today. Remember, gratitude improves our quality of life. It is an antidote for negative emotions. So be grateful and move forward, have a positive attitude, and we will see you next week. Ladies and gentlemen, we are gone.
Dr. Ron said, Dr. Ron, I've left the building. Thank you for listening to Rejuvenation Health Radio here on LockedTalkRadio.com. See you next week. Ciao.